Hey, thanks for joining us one more time. Uh, this is not about us conversation piece. Uh, as always, this is Scott. And this is Brad. And this is not about us. This is the time where Brad and I just get together and talk about whatever, whatever we feel like, whatever's on our hearts. I don't know what he's bringing. He doesn't know what I'm bringing. Half the time, we don't know what we're bringing ourselves. So I hope this ministers to you. Hope you just have, at least just have fun with it. Uh, Hope it's interesting in some way and edifying to you. And uh, I don't know. What else can I add, Brad? The source for all world peace? I don't know. I just, sure, why not? I'll hope for that. I know who that source is. Shoot for everything, right? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, Brad, why don't you start us off with a prayer and, and let's add something actually of value to this. Yahweh, thank you for this day that you have created. Thank you for podcast day. Thank you for the day that we get together and we do our best to just put ourselves away for a while and just focus on you and us trying to share that with others. But it really cannot be about us. I don't know what topics I should talk about. I don't know what things you want the world to know, what you want us to know, what you want the listeners to know. Only you can give us that information. So, Yahweh, Yeshua, Spirit, you are welcome here. We are rejoicing that you are here. We love you, we honor you, and we will give you the glory and the respect that we can. So please, be the invited guest and lead the conversation the way you want it to go. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Uh, Well, Yahweh, where do you want the conversation to go? (laughs) Where to from here? Um, I got a few things I can throw out there. Brad, you got anything uh, God's laid on your heart to include or to go over or anything? My life, as of late, has been kind of hectic, and I need to calm down and just focus on God um, and, and and not just react to things. Because uh, lately, um, I mentioned that last conversation, uh, we're going to have uh, twin boys coming. And so just getting ready for that. Um, I'm pretty sure that makes life less hectic. <laughs> That's, yeah. Oh. Kids, especially twins, it just eases everything. Oh, just, good. Something to look forward to then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, just not, no problems at all after that. that right? <laughs> right? I'm, I'm sure, sure. Um, but on top of that, we're also um, um, finishing the basement for future days when, you know, we have a bigger family and, and, uh, we're blessed by, I'm blessed, and my wife is blessed for having great parents, and I'm blessed for having great in-laws, but they're going to um, help us take care of the twins. 
Um, so we don't need to do like daycare or any of that kind of situation. So that you know. is a huge blessing. Yeah. So, but we're trying to get the house ready for that. So we have room for everybody and, and, and of course the two new additions and, and then just other little projects kind of trying to get ready. Um, my wife's pregnancy, uh, won't be an easy one. Uh, it's considered high risk. Um, so there's going to be, there's lots of appointments to go to there's um you know i I'm, I'm doing my best to to be a good husband to her and take care of her um so yeah no life for me has been rather hectic i haven't paid attention much to the actual world around me <laughs> just kind of my own little personal world um and and actually, and I, and I do feel a little bad about that because, you know, I haven't even been keeping up on my Israel news and, and Israel is a very important place to me and, and, and I do want to know what's going on over there. And of course, our situation here in the United States with uh, with the whole, oh, everything's just going weird right now. Council culture, uh, the very, mm-hmm. you know, very, very left and very right uh divided lines being formed. Um, I mean, just, yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on, but I'm just kind of lost in my own little world right here, right now. <laughs> so I yeah. guess, I guess that was a long way to say, Hey Scott, if you have a topic to start with, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that uh, occurred to me the other day that I thought I'd share was just kind of funny to me and, and, but also just made me just thank God. Uh, that um, now I'm I'm a big always been a big movie fan my whole life I I get absorbed into movies I am a filmmaker's dream film goer because I just get sucked into a movie a TV series whatever and I just I become a part of that that show and. That's why I can't watch certain things. I think I've mentioned this before, but I can't do horror. I can't do certain things like that because I become so engrossed in the show. It becomes a part of me and I can't go to those dark places. Uh, it, it really affects me. And I, I'm a big MCU fan at the moment. i always been a Spider-Man fan growing up. And I just finished the series uh, WandaVision. And it brought this up. I, I've throughout my life, my one of my fantasies has been I wish I could step into these worlds and share with them what I know and help out in their lives. And I wish I could step in and say, This moment over here where you're gonna make this mistake, don't make it. You know, this is what's going to happen as a result of you going there. I wish I could be there to support uh, certain people going through some things in these these fictitious shows. And I don't know what your fantasy is, Brad, or you, the listeners. You know, a lot of people, oh, I wish I could fly. And when I say fantasy, I mean it's not realistic. It can't be done. You know, I, you know that we all have our hopes and dreams and aspirations, but I'm talking about like, I want to be Batman, you know. I want to, you know, I want to be able to fly like Superman. You know, I I want to travel through, you know, time or whatever, you know. Uh, but this fantasy of mine was I wish I could travel 
into the fictional land of these movies and connect with these people the way I'm, you know, connecting with them because of the movie. That I'm, I'm get so absorbed in these. And it occurred to me this morning, God gave me that with you guys. I'm doing that right now. He fulfilled this fantasy. I'm connecting with people, you know, that, that now I, I realize you're real. All of you listeners are not fictitious. You're not part of a movie. But like we've said before, uh, we have listeners from other countries that I really have no chance of connecting. You are part of a different world. You know, I, I, I have no chance of connecting with you in any other way. In a philosophical thought, we're all kind of the stars of our own movies surrounded by Coke stars and extras and, and all of that. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. But I just started praising God this morning going, oh, my goodness, I never saw it before. But you gave me my fantasy. I was like, because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go in to these people's lives and go, hey. This thing over here, you don't understand. You can't see it, but I know what's going to happen. I've seen the end result of you doing this. You know, let me help you through it. And so just, I suppose, thank you. Well, thank you, God, definitely. But thank you to the listener for letting me be a part. You, just by listening, let allowed God to fulfill that fantasy for me and I didn't even realize it so thank you it's just a cool humbling feeling and and I just thank you God thank you God um I kind of have something I didn't realize until you brought that up but I kind of have something similar well good then I got jumped into your movie too <laughs> if yeah for some reason you're a bigger star in my movie than I am it's really weird but <laughs> <laughs> Get second billing in your own movie. That's oh, wait a second. <laughs> no, I. Uh, um, when I was young, I, I, I loved certain shows, but for me, they weren't just TV shows. For me, it wasn't just escapism. For me, some of these shows really helped define the kind of person that I want to be, the character of the person I wanted to be. They helped me. Um, they gave me father figure when I didn't have a father figure in my life. Some of these shows, um, literally, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but some of them saved my life or at least had a big impact on the way my life would go. And, uh, in particular, um, I was, I was, uh, really young when Star Trek The Next Generation came out. So I was a big fan of that. Um, Captain Picard was, he was like my father figure. Um, but some of the rest of the cast kind of played that part too, depending on, uh, what I, what I needed. Um, so I, I made a connection, um, that kind of a different connection, but similar as of late, everything, once again, I don't want to be over dramatic, but most of the things that I loved as a young man, things that I would have said, this got me through something bad in my life. This helped me out when I was really low has been kind of turned into 
uh, the, they've gone kind of the far extreme the other way. The current versions of these shows, the current versions of Star Trek, the current versions of Star Wars, the current versions of Doctor Who, the current versions of all of these things are becoming, uh, things that I just don't even agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not biblical. They're not, and I'm not saying they were back then. They weren't necessarily biblical, but they weren't so in your face with these they weren't expressly anti-godly either yeah yeah um and i came to a i I made a conclusion that uh that god is he's showing me that that he is always better he gave me those things when i needed them because they were a tool Mm -hmm. he gave me he gave me something to help me get through he was using it but it was just a tool. Now it has time it has time for me to become an adult. It's time for me to put away childish things and it's time for me to just focus on him and our relationship and 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 try to become the man I'm supposed to be. So I find it interesting that the way he's doing that is he's showing me that these things are not great. These mm-hmm. things are not something that uh, uh, that he wants for me because uh, they're not something that he wants for himself. So I I came to a similar conclusion to what you did, um, just in a different way. Um, that yeah, I grew up a Star Wars kid. Um, I was seven when I when it came out and I saw it in the theater. And I was I don't know if I've shared this before on this podcast, but it was. I was old enough that I had been to a few movies and knew what movies were like, but I was still young enough that it was like my first great movie experience. And seeing Star Wars, that dun, da 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 dun, you know, Star Wars comes up and that scroll goes up and you're just, boom, you're knocked back in your seat, you're overwhelmed, that ship comes in, and then the massive Star Destroyer comes in shooting, and I was just hooked from the first moment and it was exciting and it was powerful and it was emotional and it was everything church was not. Yeah. And I have an emotional connection to some of those things that I didn't have to God at that age. Church was dull and lifeless and, and I'm thankful for the people who were teaching me the realities of scripture, but I emotionally was invested in many other things, yeah. much more than God. And the problem is, um, I was a huge Star Wars nut too. I actually discovered Star Trek first. Um, Star Wars was almost, was actually kind of a mistake for me. My mom w- uh, was a member of a video club, video club where you had to buy a certain amount of videos in a year, but you got great discounts on them, that kind of thing. And... Uh, the catalog came out, and she's like, "Okay, which one do you want?" And I, I wanted Ferngully. It was a animated. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if it was Disney. No, it, was it wasn't a, Disney. It was a, just an animated uh, Disney-like cartoon about some fairies in the woods. <laughs> you know, yeah. but that's what I wanted at six years old. <laughs> right. And and uh, they didn't send that. I, I don't know. If she like maybe she put the wrong number in the box or whatever, but. Because huh. this is this is back before online ordering and all that nonsense. You literally had to put the numbers in the card, and then you mailed the card back to them, and then they would, you know, six to eight weeks later, like it wasn't 
two day shipping, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. So six to eight weeks later, we get our cassettes. I open them up, and there's no Ferngully, but there's the entire Star Wars. Huh. And so it's like, well, I at first what a I was switch. like, yeah. At first I was like, I don't want this. This isn't what I wanted. I wanted fairies in the forest right <laughs> so for so i had those for probably like a month or two and i was like i don't want to watch them that's not what i wanted i wanted you know i'm mad <laughs> but uh finally finally my mom convinced me she's like well they told us just to keep them uh so we might as well just give them a try i gave them a try and yeah immediately Immediately blown away. After that, that's all I wanted to do. I was at, I was out uh, outside with uh, with you know just brand or uh, limbs, waving around like lightsabers and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The problem with the problem with uh, Star Wars. There's two problems. One, people put so much passion into it that they no longer just become a fan of something. They become fanatical about it. Mm-hmm. They want to create a religion around it. They, they they're replacing their they're replacing God with the force. They're replacing, yep. you know, they're, they're, they're trying to make a religion out of uh, this thing that they love. And then the other thing is the current situation in Hollywood, they're, they, they're, not, they're not just making movies anymore. They're making, they, they're, everyone says that they're going to use this platform. Movies are not a platform. They're, they're saying, I'm going to use this platform to get my message out. This movie's not about just your message. Like, you know, and that's the problem, especially if the message is anti-godly and it's not good. Uh, the original Star Wars movies, once again, I won't say they were godly by any means, but you can understand concepts. Good versus evil. Good wins. You know, I mean, there was concepts that you could understand that are in a way biblical. This current stuff is there. It's it's one person or a small group of people saying, "This is my opinion. And I'm going to use this platform to express it," and 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 that's the current problem in Hollywood. And that's why a lot of these uh, there, there's going to be a reckoning. I'm 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 fairly confident. I don't think I don't think the vast majority of the actual fans are going to want this kind of stuff going on forever. But for me personally. It's allowed me to sever any emotional attachment. There's no, mm-hmm. I'm not passionate about them anymore. Yeah. And it's allowed me to just get rid of, as I say and mention frequently, distractions in my life. Yeah. So I can focus on the one that it's really most about. And so I thank God for that. I thank God for getting me to this point and getting me to understand that. And I appreciate him because I've often prayed, God, let me love the things that you love and let me hate the things that you hate. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you, you, you're opening yourself up to seeing the, the perverse and the nasty and you don't like it. You hate it. When you see the sin, you hate it. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool for me personally. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, Totally get it. I was like you. I was running around with the kids in the neighborhood. We were fighting over who got to be Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. And I still enjoy films. I still enjoy those films, you know. But I see you're right. There is, There are people who are so hungry. They're so hungry for God 
And church is in large part not delivering God. Uh, it's become lifeless system of empty rhetoric and boredom. And here we have things like this pop out onto the scene uh, and they give life and excitement and laughter and, and passion. And we're drawn to that. And it's very sad that people of God are not expressing him in that way. Well, and, and I think this even proves your point more. The churches that are successful are the ones that have the loud bands and the light shows and the, you know, it, it's about the, sh- the presentation and the show, not so much about God. It's, it's really an awkward position for the church right now. And I'm not even so much talking about the presentation and the show. I'm just talking about the passion. I'm talking about the heart. I'm talking about, I'm, <sighs> I had a I had a pastor one time when I was a kid who joked that to become a licensed pastor you officially have to pronounce God God you know he's like and, you know he was making a joke about this snobby arrogant people you know running the churches today and and it's true uh, I'm not saying every single person's like this but we do have a situation where. You go into church, you sit there, and you listen to a tedious, boring, monotonous sermon and drone on trying to fight to keep awake. And You're listening to a person who's using their platform mm-hmm. to express an idea that may or may not be godly. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just, even if it is godly, you're just thinking, all I want to do is get home. All I want to do is be done with this stupid duty that I have to do or I'm going to hell. Because that's all, it's the reason you're there. And we lost, we've lost the life, we've lost the love, we've lost the passion, we've lost the joy in in just communing and getting together. What is the Sabbath supposed to be? It's supposed to be rest, it's supposed to be enjoyable, it's supposed to be a time where we wish it would never stop and we've turned it into a lifeless shell of a duty. Uh, this gets into another thing that I could go on. Brad knows where I'm going with this too, but uh, um, I, I, I don't think I've said this before, but uh, I've given up on the church system. Now that might be a surprise and shock to you guys who've been listening to me for 20 plus Genesis podcasts and going on a hundred total of these podcasts now, but uh, I've walked away from church. I haven't walked away from God. Hopefully that much is obvious. And I haven't walked away from people. I still want to get together. I still want to, to be with people and, and, and help and love and, and experience joy and, and help them through their sorrows and, and, and we help each other and encourage and strengthen. But all I see is lifeless pagan rituals wrapped up in pretend godly clothing. I see the Pharisees of Jesus' time running things uh, in a way that made him upset. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's been much of a change from then to now. Now, 
Again, that being said, there are individuals with hearts of God and are trying their best and are doing God's will to the best of their ability. And I don't wish to condemn or attack people. I wish to condemn and attack a system I don't believe should exist that is keeping us down. But I guess all of this came from uh, things like Star Wars and Star Trek are filling the void that God wants to fill. You know, uh, why, why can't we love each other excitedly and passionately instead of sit in a pew for an hour or two one week trying to stay awake, throwing some money in a bucket and getting home to watch football as fast as we can because that will at least give us some hope and some life and entertainment for the day. Uh, I'm, I'm just sick and tired of the whole system. So I don't know if I'm going to get into more of that right now, if this is the right time to do it. But uh, My biggest concern with the system is it's creating lazy Christians and we yes. need empowered on fire Christians mm-hmm. now more than ever. And, and they're not there. Yeah. Cause we've been taught just sit there, do nothing. Just sit there. Just sit, sit, sit. Don't you get up. You just sit right there. You listen to me. Give me your money. Now get out of here. And yeah, it's a system that keeps us in check, but doesn't, truly make us we we are supposed to be kings and priests unto god every single one of us how can you be a priest in other words someone who directly ministers to god if you are not allowed to be Mm -hmm. how can you be a king how can you be a ruler if you are told sit down keep your mouth shut stay put we are Every one of us. I, oh, my goodness. Now I'm starting to rant. <laughs> well, then let's switch it up. Oh, let's switch to another rant. <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of all of this, uh, the deception and the COVID garbage and, and, the, and the, the, the coup, uh, and the United States coup. I, I swear to you, I, literally, not kidding. Uh, I'm at work the other day and the TV's on because I work, like I said, I work at a clinic. There's a TV that's on in the lobby. And someone talked about uh, the president came out and said today, my first thought, I, mis- I immediately looked up and said, oh my goodness, they're actually going to talk about Trump? And I, I swear to you, it just automatically came up and, and I consciously had to go, oh, no, they mean Biden. Uh I just I see Biden as president the same way I saw little uh, John, little Prince John, as king in the Robin Hood story. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I get that. I uh, it's funny because um, quite a few uh, these are from actual Democrat uh, Democrat sites and whatnot, but mm-hmm. there is quite a bit of uh, almost buyer's remorse. I actually saw that term used, and it shocked me. Yeah, I saw that term online. Uh, Democrats are having buyer's remorse. Yeah, with Biden in office, 
And I was like, oh my goodness, what are they preparing for now? Because I didn't think, I didn't think democratically controlled media would ever say anything negative. No. And which is, so I have a theory that, um, I was mentioning it just a little bit ago about Hollywood and, and all of that. But in, in the last three weeks, I've been, I, I guess I have paid a little bit of attention, but in the last three weeks, there's been some crazy stuff going on. On, in some major companies, mm-hmm. Disney, Coca-Cola, Oreo, which is Nabisco or no, I think that's Chips Ahoy. Anyway, whoever owns Oreo. Um, but there's been weird stuff going on and it's been coming to light. Yeah. And, and as we know, uh, nothing can hide in the dark forever. Everything does come out into the light. But I just I think it's interesting that it's been a lot of stuff in a short period of time. In Hollywood alone, there's been all this talking about canceling uh, this cancel culture and getting rid of certain celebrities because of their p- political posts or opinions, um, which is a freedom of speech issue. It's not a it's it's not some it's not a fireable offense. You can say with the freedom of speech, something that can offend someone else, but that's okay because that we have the freedom of speech. They have the right to be offended, but they also have the right to say something back to you if they want to. That's the whole, mm-hmm. you know, the whole system and how it works. Um, but now there's, there's, there's evidence to suggest that there's going to be quite a few celebrities before this is all said and done that are, that are going to be targeted um, and they're going to be canceled. And when they say cancel, they basically just, they're, uh, they're just fired and they're supposed to just give up, stop their dream of being in Hollywood or being an actor or whatever. Um, some of them are starting to stand up and say no. Um, and, and, but it's just weird that there was such, in a short period of time, there was just quite a few big companies and weird stuff going on and it's all coming out now. And, and I have to say, I hate that it has to. But I'm excited that it is, because if we get if we get this stuff, all this stuff that's going on in secret in the dark, if we can get it out there, we then we can face it. Mm-hmm. If we know, if we can clearly see what the enemy is, if we can clearly clearly see how the enemy is attacking people, if we if we know what what's going on, if it's out there, then we know what we need to be praying for. We know what to what to pray to put an end to, and I believe God is allowing the battle lines to be drawn more and more distinctly every day. It's going to eventually. We know it eventually. It will get to a point where you, every individual, will have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which yeah. is the same choice you have to make now. <laughs> exactly, it's just not as in your face with the whole world system. Every one of us, the purpose of your lives is to make this choice before you die, God. Or anything else. Mm-hmm. And time is wrapping up, and I believe in his mercy, God is letting things happen, so we have to make that choice. Uh, because his desire is that we all make, we all choose him. His desire has always been that way. But I gotta tell you, I'm, um, Someone someone showed me, someone brought a website to my attention the other day or, or, or a particular presentation by someone. It was a two-hour presentation just talking about all of the evidence that they found that shows 
Biden stole the election. And not just Biden, everyone with him. I don't want to treat this as Biden himself did it. I think he's a puppet, honestly. That's just my opinion. But uh, I think there is a planned attack uh, that is trying to destroy the world. And as I've talked about before, let's go past here in the United States of America. It's not left versus right, uh, Democrat versus Republican. It goes beyond that. Uh, it And it's not shadow government trying to manipulate and get their uh, world domination uh, view enacted. It goes beyond that. It's not Satan, Lucifer, and his plan of domination and uh, takeover of heaven enacted, it goes beyond that. And it goes all the way back to God and his plan for our salvation. And all of these evil things that are happening are all part of God's plan. And it's, I'm with you, Brad. I want to see it happen. I want I want God to return. I want to see the end of it all. But it is heartbreaking and depressing to know what we have to go through to get there and to know how many people are going to be given that chance and turn it down and are going to be willingly jumping on board with Satan and his minions and are going to be glad that they're doing it. For a time. (laughs) Yeah. The Bible says that In the last days, people will hate the truth and they will love the lie. And I see that over and over and over and over and over. I I saw an article online the other day that said scientists are trying to narrow the COVID virus down to uh, coming from two different animals now. And I was shocked because I was like, haven't we already come to the conclusion, the inescapable conclusion that this was born in a lab? Why are they still propagating this lie? And it's like, I answered my own question because it's all part of their, they cannot, they hate the truth. They hate the truth because the truth reveals who they really are. They have an agenda. They have a plan. uh, At least they think they do. Again, you got to keep going up levels. The elitists have a plan. Satan has a plan, but God has a plan and he's using all of them. They think they know best, but they're just they're just pawns in this whole thing too. They don't want to hear that. But this lie going around that uh Biden won the election fairly. This lie going around that COVID is going to kill all of us. Uh this is just a way for them to to vaccinate us to to and this, this is another thing it comes down to. I, guys, I've been really depressed lately because I know what the, there's, there is no COVID vaccine. All right. Let's just say that right now. There is no COVID vaccine. It doesn't exist. You say, what are you talking about? There, there's COVID vaccines right now. They're vaccinating people every day. No, there's not. And there has, what they do not, they do not have a vaccine. A vaccine is a dead or life or or, or weakened uh, 
viral substance that they inject into your body so your body learns how to fight it. That is not what's going on. What's going on is gene therapy. What's going on is genetic manipulation. But they call it a vaccine uh, because they want you to take it because gene manipulation sounds ominous. And it sounds ominous because it is. Now, the experts that are talking about it asking you not to get it are being shut down. Uh, I, Guys, before this, I went on to... I had all of these sources that I had saved on my computer from YouTube. Uh, and I went back to double check my facts and double check what's going on. Oh my goodness, they're all taken down. They're all taken down. That in and of itself should give us pause. That in and of itself should make us stop and go, why? Why Why are you silencing critical thought? I mean, it's one thing if I come out and I say, death to whoever and, you know, uh, I hate this and I want to destroy that and... And I want to announce my plans for nuking this city or whatever. I mean, if, if I'm spouting evil, hatred things, okay, there, uh, and a, an argument can be made to, hey, we, we don't want that here. We want to silence that. We want to, we want to keep you off our airwaves. But to say, to stand up and say, I have evidence that indicates that this is wrong, if you're shutting that down, that's manipulative. That's abusive. That is an abuse of your power. And that means you have an agenda. Because if you're actually trying to silence critical thought and not allow people to honestly and intelligently have access to all of the information, all I can think of is a James Bond villain is at play. <laughs> yeah. And and it sickens me. It sickens me. It does. I saw a thing that people people were in good numbers were posting their uh, little postcard that says I've been vaccinated, and it has uh, the date that it happened, and, and it has a unique number, um, so they can easily see. They type in that number, and they can easily say yes, it should be this person, and we can verify that. What was crazy about this is they then had to go on several major news sites and say, people, please stop posting pictures of yourself um, uh, with that because you're, they can use your, your name and your birth date to, to scam you and do all this kind of stuff. That was what they were officially saying on the news. What they're really concerned about was people were... Uh, being able to see what those cards look like and they were making their own versions mm -hmm. so they could just say, oh yeah, I was vaccinated and they weren't. Yeah. Um, I so, have not been vaccinated. I don't plan on getting vaccinated. Uh, yeah. I have no plans to get vaccinated. I, uh, I was actually, I was actually a little disgusted and then I got over it, but uh, we had a big year end meeting at my company. Uh, Zoom, not Zoom, but similar. Um, and the CEO of the company 
spent about five minutes talking about the benefits of the vaccine and they gave us information of when there, the good news is when there will be good doses of a good amount of doses available. And, and then he personally told us that he had been vaccinated and, and he was going to have everyone, he was going to have everyone in his family get vaccinated. And I'm just sitting there watching this for five minutes going, that's not your place, sir. Mm-hmm. It's not your place to tell me. Your job in this meeting was to tell us how successful our business was last year, <laughs> you know, and to talk about potentially maybe future goals of the uh, of the company and what we want to focus on in this coming year. But they spent five minutes giving this love letter to vaccines. And I can't help but wonder if that's going on everywhere. I know for a fact that they're spending almost a billion dollars uh, to promote the vaccine in a positive way. Mm-hmm. You watch Sesame Street and Elmo is so excited to be going to get his vaccine because then things will come back to normal. Well, read the fine print. Even if you get the vaccine, you still have to wear your mask. You still yeah. have to limit how many people can go into business. You still, I, I mean, the, you're, you're getting the vaccine, but you're not getting any benefit from it. <laughs> and like I said, I work at a clinic I can't tell you how many people have been vaccinated and are getting COVID. Yeah. Um, in fact, we had a nurse, you know, call us just upset, wanting to talk to the doctor because she had received the vaccine. Now she has COVID. What is going on? And I'm like, oh, I didn't say this to her, but I'm thinking, you're a nurse. You know, this doesn't keep you from anything. The vaccine doesn't protect you, even if it was a real vaccine, and this isn't. The other hypocrisy, uh, supposedly we've had zero flu this year. Yeah. We went through a whole flu season with no flu. No flu. No influenza A, B, C, D, nothing. Yep. (laughs) Nothing. That's amazing. It's impossible. Oh, it's impossible. Oh. (laughs) But uh, it's crazy, and... Like I said, uh, this is not a vaccine. It's gene manipulation. And so many people are saying, and they're bringing this up, like, guys, forget the Bible. Forget God. This, it's just stupid and on its own. It, it, it's, it's, it's criminally wrong. Uh, this is going to affect you for the rest of your life. I honestly feel... But when people are calling in, I have to make appointments for people to get the vaccine. And this is why it's been depressing me because I feel like I'm participating in a crime. Yeah. I feel like I'm participating in harming these people. A vaccine, a true vaccine, gives you not immunity. It strengthens your body's response to a particular virus, a particular attack on it. Now, there's evidence out there to show that vaccinations maybe shouldn't be happening at all either. I'm not going to get into that. That's a completely separate subject. But the vaccine says, your body's up in arms. I'm going to fight this particular thing. After three, four, five, six months, your body's back to normal. That goes away. This thing is not going away. This thing is permanently changing you. And the scientists who are aware of this are correctly trying to get people to be aware that if you take this two, three, four, five years down the road, when they find out that there are harmful side effects, and I say when, 
it's too late. Your genes have been changed. You're permanently this way. There's no going back. It's done. You have forever altered your body. And the reason I feel so confident to say when is because there has never in the history of mankind been a successful coronavirus vaccine that has made it through animal testing without serious side effects or death, including this one. Guys, the Moderna virus vaccine that they have out there, you know how long they spent on it? Two days. And you can go, you, you, you can back that up. You can go online and find that research. Two days. And they had been spending decades and failing on other vaccines. And this, and Moderna is, is a company that has never in its history put out anything that was intended to be consumed by humans. And we're to trust them? Well, and even, even, even if they had the right intentions, things need to be peer-reviewed. Because we cannot trust, we cannot trust that people mm-hmm. are going to do right. Yeah, it's by the it's by two witnesses. Some a matter is settled. We need we need this information to be peer reviewed before we just say that it's safe for the entire population. Because even there if there had to be time, yeah, exactly. Even if, even if they think they're doing something uh, that is right and good. Uh, let's say oh, we're gonna we're gonna put out this vaccine, but we're also gonna we're also gonna put a, a little extra in there to make people even healthier. Maybe they had good intentions, but what they don't know is some other company would go, "Oh no, you can't do that because it would affect this." We've tried something like that before. That's why you need peer review. You need you need multiple people to really look at this thing. And you're right, you need the time. Mm-hmm. We need long-term data. That's been the problem with coronavirus all along, is there's been no long-term data provided to doctors. Mm-hmm. Everything has just been reacting to whatever current theory was thrown out. Now, I'll tell you something else I did the other day. I don't know if I mentioned this before. I might have mentioned this in an earlier podcast. Um, you ever seen those those diag- those studies that show how coronavirus is affecting people and it, sh- it, be- it becomes a tree at the bottom it's like age you know in newborn uh, then age 10 age 20 age 30 and you show the deaths of people from corona and it goes up and and suddenly you hit about 65 and boom it branches out this is the real serious group of people being affected by this you hopefully you know what I'm talking about I went through and I'm listening to a bunch of professionals, a bunch of experts in the field. And one, one of them said, this cannot be considered a true pandemic because the death rates have not increased. All we're doing is calling deaths COVID related. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just, we're just shifting what we normally would have called them to COVID. Uh, but these people, the death rates have not increased. And so, I didn't want to just take that at face value. And I went back and I checked past death rates and I found several charts just like that, showing the tree, showing, you know, here's the, the death on a certain, a given year and the death from, from newborns, 10 years, 20, 20, 30, 40, 50. And so, oh, and it hit 65 and 80 and it goes and boom, it just branches out at the top. 
And like I said, I work at a clinic and I went and I took those charts and I went to several people and I said, hey, look at these death rates here. Man, look at what's going on. And everyone went, yep. Everyone who looked at it, I showed it to went, yep, that's Corona. That's what Corona's doing. And then I would show them, that's the death rate in 2010. That's the death rate from 1970. And I was showing, you know, different pictures of charts. The death, what we're seeing with how coronavirus is affecting us is, is exactly the same as how death, how people have, it, it's exactly the same rate of death all throughout history. I shouldn't say exactly the same year to year. It varies a little for, for whatever reason, but it's always within, you know, this window. It, it's, it's statistically, it's the same numbers every year. The coronavirus has not added. It's just changed what we do. We're, we're being fed a lie so people will take the vaccine. And I have theories about that, why they want it done. But, uh, well, I also saw something that, um, what, in a normal year, when people die from the flu, mm-hmm. on the reports, on the death certificate, it never says influenza. It says whatever actually, because influenza doesn't kill you. What kills you is the the symptom, the side effect of, of having that. So if you if you have lung problems and you get influenza, it's the lung disease that kills you. That's mm-hmm. what they put on the death certificate. But they are very, very, very willing and very, very likely to put COVID-19 as the cause of death now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why we wouldn't put influenza on there, but we'll put COVID-19 even though it does the same thing. Mm-hmm. COVID-19 itself doesn't kill you. What kills you is if you're autoimmune compromised, if you're, if you have lung issues, if you, it's, it's those issues that actually cause the death. And so, but yeah, it just, it, it, the, this is my new favorite word, hypocrisy. Yeah. <laughs> the hypocrisy of everything, the hypocrisy of what's going on with cancel culture, the hypocrisy that's going on in Hollywood, the hypocrisy that's going on with the Democrats, with the Republicans, with COVID. I mean, it's just all around us and it's actually maddening. <laughs> now, there's something else I want to say before I, we're probably getting to the close to where we should wrap this up. This was a rant and I let myself go. <laughs> uh, but it really all comes down to vision. It comes down to recognizing who you are in God. And the reason we need to be armed with this knowledge, the same reason the Bible tells us, in Rev- not just in Revelation, but in uh, many other places, prophetically tells us and literally tells us in moments of time, as it's giving the story, the Bible tells us the workings of the enemy. Now, guys... Military intelligence is very valuable. We need to know what the enemy's doing, but you cannot get to that point where you should be learning what the enemy's doing until you're at the part where you've been fully trained as a soldier in Christ. As a soldier in any army, they don't just, you don't get off the bus as a new recruit and they say, all right, we're going to show you what the enemy's doing. No. You learn your weaponry. You learn your equipment. You learn the chain of command. You learn what needs to be done. You train. You drill. You study. 
you learn what you need to learn as a member of your military unit before you get into any of that. Once you know what you're supposed to do and you're equipped and able to handle it, then they tell you what the enemy's doing. So right now, if you're listening to all that we just said and you're getting fearful, that should be an indication to you that you're not fully trained. Use this as a warning to hit your knees, to go to God and say, I need you to prepare me. Because we have to remember through all of this, like I I keep saying, the, the shadow government is not in charge. Lucifer is not in charge. God is in charge. This is all being allowed for a reason. And I'm, I'm, and I hate to see the apparent victory of the evil forces at work, but it's being allowed. It's being allowed to pressure us to make us either diamonds or unfortunately some will crumble. But Guys, we need to see the joy and the victory that has already happened. And we need to be in line with that. And we need to be on board. We need to be trained and ready. The reason I let myself go on some of these rants is so we will be taking it seriously. And we will be saying, okay, then what do I need to do? Uh, in what What is my part in all of this what does god want for me and am i ready for it absolutely so i hope if you don't have that reaction that you get there because things are increasingly coming to a head i will say one site that i i saw that was talking about like i said for two hours it just talked about proof that the election was stolen And I got to say, this was from a a Christian source. And at the very end, he was saying, God's releasing all of this and God is going to come back and he's going to make this country stronger than ever. And God's hand of glory is going to be upon uh, this nation. And all I could think of is, um, no, 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 we're coming under judgment. Uh, God's not going to raise America back up to the greatest nation on earth, as some have said, uh, the only reason, now prophetically I can say, the only reason you're right is everything's going to be great is at the very end, at the very end, when Satan and all of his forces have been finally defeated and God comes back on a horse white like lightning and he says, follow me, kids. I'll show you what true power is. And we're all riding behind him going, bring it. We want our world back. Yes, yes, it's all going to be made right at that time. But no, I'm not under any delusion that the world is just going to go back to normal anytime soon. There, there's uh, the evil forces are are moving. They're marching. They're they're not even being subtle about it anymore. And we need to be ready. And we need to maintain our joy. That can be difficult at times, but we do. We need to maintain our love, our joy, our peace. 
And if you're short in any of the fruits of the Spirit, go to God. Go to God. I encourage you. Brad, absolutely. What You got any thoughts to say on this? Just encourage you. Go, go before God and say, train me, heal me, fix me, love me, whatever it takes. Just, I want to be yours. I'm in total, total agreement. God, help me love the things that you love and help me hate the things that you hate. But always, every day, I don't know if our listeners will have noticed, but in the last couple podcasts in my prayer, this is the day that God has created and we will be joyful in it. Hallelujah. Because ultimately, even if it gets really, really bad, we know God can bring the best good from the worst bad. So so be joyful. For those who love him. And when you see, and that's why I said I'm excited to see the battle lines being drawn because I'm excited. I know what that means. You're absolutely right. We still need to respect the fact that we still have to go through a process. We still have to go through stuff. And yes, there are going to be people who don't come with us, who don't make it. That's not the exciting part for me. The exciting part for me is we're getting there. We're getting one step closer. One step closer to what you were just saying. Jesus coming back on that white horse. Until, and then eventually things will be perfected forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Now, we've already gone late. We want to wrap this up, but I feel it's unfair. I totally lost track of this going on with my rant. I apologize if I went too long on that. I really do. Uh, but I want to give a brief shout out to a man named John Lennox. Please look him up. John Lennox, L-E-N-N-O-X. Um, I, I won't say much more about him other than to say he's an Irishman uh, and he's uh, an apologist. Uh, Apologist. Apologist. Is that how you say or apologist? Yeah. Apologist. But he's brilliant and he's great. He's got some, uh, he's just really wonderful. He has directly debated Richard Dawkins uh, a couple of times. And the joke was that he debated him twice and won three times. Uh, <laughs> it was that dominating. Uh, but uh, he's just, I, I, my son showed him to me recently. He might have even mentioned him in the last podcast, but. I'll give a. I'll talk more about him next time if I remember. But uh, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to wait till the following podcast to share him, so you can look him up now. And I say now we're recording this March fifth, two thousand twenty-one. Oh, yeah. I don't think we said that earlier. No. But, uh, uh, no, he's a fascinating guy. His the debates are available on uh, YouTube. I mm-hmm. actually I went through a debate phase where I was just watching anybody and everybody I could. Uh, creationist versus atheist. But he's just brilliant. And um, one person I know, someone else who reviewed the debate online, said it was like watching Santa Claus debate Satan. So I thought that was funny. But he is. He's just a he's just a chubby old Irishman, and and he's just he's warm. He's got wit. He's got tremendous stories. If you don't want to watch the debates, you don't have to. He's, you can see him in interviews and and discussions and and. Uh, teachings but give him a try he's charming that's best way to say it (laughs) all right well let's wrap this up before i think of something else to go along with Um, the good news is there's (laughs) always going to be another well maybe not maybe 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 
God will come tomorrow. But <laughs> right, one of these days there will not be another podcast. But, but we can yeah, probably right now, say there will be at least one more. <laughs> so as all as always, this has been Scott. This has been Brad, and this is not about us. <laughs>